The Circle of Knowledge podcast is brought to you by Amplified Minds, helping entrepreneurs and professionals achieve their goals and aspirations by sharing a wealth of knowledge to you, our community of achievers. This podcast features best-selling industry resources, interviews, and the professional panel discussion by the core team at Amplified Minds. Now, here are their discussions. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is John Kovach Jr., president of Amplified Minds, founder of the Champion Circle. And by the way, this has been really exciting and really uh, a, a long time coming, but we are relaunching our podcast, which is called the Circle of Knowledge Podcast, um, with, the, with a new format and with some, with some new speakers and some new authors and some new discussions. And we're going to be pushing out content weekly. I know we used to do it once a month and then twice a month, and then we were kind of sporadic before but we're going to be launching more regular content as a, as a lot of more content is pouring in. And where we started out our podcast with discovering and discussing topics that we found, you know, the golden nugget topics in various books that we would re- be reading. Obviously, the, looks, the books behind me are a various assortment of books that we need to cover and so forth. But we were also discussing how much knowledge can be obtained from interviewing incredible people. As we interviewed several individuals, uh, we decided that that was really, really exciting, and we got to get into the deeper, uh, let's call it the weeds, of, of chatting more about the concepts that we were learning within the books. And then we would have mastermind discussions, and we'd talk about the same topics over and over and over again just to see how much deeper we could get. And I'm really excited to do that. So this has been really, really fun. So consider this a, a podcast hour over uh, the Circle of Knowledge podcast as we uh, – as we dive in and today's going to be really, really fun because I was able to meet an incredible individual and actually I had the honor of introducing this individual on stage at the Habitude Warrior Conference in Houston. This is literally weeks before the world went into quarantine and world went into shutdown, but it was an extremely awesome opportunity for me to learn from this gentleman, to watch him pour out his passion and his, uh, his expertise and also his uh, understanding of the world and in business. You know, a few topics I put here in the uh, in the uh, comment section is that, you know, Rick Denley, who I'm going to be introducing here and bringing on the screen, is uh, uh, an undefeated boxer. You know, he's he's worked in, you know, several decades worth of multinational organizations and businesses, very very skilled in that regard, and he, you know, he's and he just launched his book uh, called Reinventing Himself, which is what we're going to be talking about today. And so before I bring him on, I uh, I decided that I wanted to go through, uh, I, I made the cut, I made the reel. So I'm going to play for you guys Rick Denley's um, uh, a promo video. Let's just go ahead and watch this. Give me just a second here to pull it up on the screen. And I am going to share this beautiful Beautiful screen here, and and watch the inversion come from all this. Check it out. Okay, cool. And then I'm gonna open that, and we're going to press play.
going to be your punch in the face, people. What's going to happen that's going to change so dramatically that your plans in the garbage? I count seven out of 60. Okay? So be aware of that. They're not in this room right now. So we need to be addressing this issue going forward. So what do we know about millennials? And we'll poke some fun at you. Okay. In the millennial generation, blame me, I raised two of them. And even networking. Case in point, seven out of 61 people in this room are millennials because they don't network like we did in our generation. It's different now, and we have to adapt to it if we're going to survive. So what do we do for these millennials? Make it easy for them to source all of our products and services. Show our social values. And if you don't have them with your company, you need to develop them. That's crucial to them even coming to work. Uh, with playing around with this a little bit it was kind of fun so uh with, with that i was having some fun here in the background didn't realize that i was screening and a lot of people like to call me as soon as i go live it's it's fascinating i want to know the science behind it hey but everyone else join me in welcoming my good friend an awesome awesome individual rick denley what's up man how are you there he is john kovacs jr i'm doing fantastic thank you how are you Oh, I'm doing so well. And I, I'm glad that we could do this. And I'm glad that we could connect over this. It's been a while. I wanted to do this the week of your launch, but uh, yeah. this, this just seemed to kind of be the be the time frame that worked out. And I'm super, super excited to chat with you and you. Uh, a few surprises for you later. But uh, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, especially with where you're at right now. You're based in uh, Toronto. Is that correct? I am, yeah, born and raised here in Toronto, uh, very well traveled through the business. You, uh, Thank you very much for that very kind introduction. I spent about 30 years, three decades, uh, working for multinationals, helping lead organizations in the automation industry. I'm actually an engineer by trade, which might shock a few people. So a uh, very high tech industry that I was involved in, such as robotics and automation and manufacturing, all different industries, verticals, including pharmaceutical, food and beverage, automotive, just to name a few. So um, it, it's been a great run, a great career doing that for 30 years and the opportunity to lead, you know, organizations, but more importantly, to lead people. And that's what I've really enjoyed doing more than anything else. And let's see, about three, three and a half years ago, made a shift away from corporate world started up my own business, which was in the area of advising and consulting and really growth. How do we help individuals grow and how do we help organizations really punch through their growth ceiling? How do we get to where we want to be? And that's where my passion lies. That's incredible. So uh, uh, tell, tell just let's do it. Let's go a little bit further back. Um, t tell us about 
uh, younger Rick Denley and tell us <laughs> how you got into all of this business, international travel, all of this stuff. What, what was kind of the, the starting point of all of it? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. I've been asked that before, although there's a little bit of that history in my book as well that talks about it. If you go back to the point, um, real turning point for me in my life would have been um, it, when my dad came to me and I had an older brother and an older sister. And what happens is in society, we fall into routines, right? And we fall into the same pathways as everybody else. They went to university here in Canada and Toronto, both of them in business and marketing. Boy, I should probably do that too. And that's what I applied to. Then my dad pulled me aside. He said, look, you are so good with your hands and technology. I used to at the time back since the time I was probably seven or eight, uh, I fixed things usually because I broke them. But, but I fixed them. And, uh, and then it moved on to bicycles. And then it moved on to motorcycles. Then it moved on to cars. And I really enjoyed that aspect, mechanical, electrical, whatever it might be. Now, you know, to be upfront with you, I spent a lot of my high school years playing sports and, and not so much focused on the academics. So I didn't have the grades to get into a good university for engineering. So I took another route at the time, which was more of a technical school and a college. And I went there and that's because my dad said, why don't you do that? That's where your passion is. That's where you're good at. But society looks at things differently and says, oh, well, you know, you should go here. It's better. Well, what's better? Whatever's better is what's best for you, not what others think or what society has trained us to think. So long story short in that one, I went through for technical and I got some engineering uh, type of academics there and graduated with that and then went to pursue that with large organizations in engineering and did some engineering for a period of time. It didn't take long for me to realize that that really wasn't where I belonged, that I belonged in working with people, helping solve their problems and issues. And I actually went into sales and that's what selling is at the end of the day, you're helping somebody solve an issue or a problem. So I did that for years and then grew through the ranks and then I wanted to help more people. So I became manager and leader in that area before I was country manager for organizations, always looking to help people and make them the best that they could be. And then I also had to do the formal academics to keep up with it, which was great. And the timing was better for that for me as well. So that's a little bit of the history of how I got to where I am. That's awesome. I, I love going a little bit deeper and a little bit further back because there are, there are some <laughs> strands of, of of connection it sounds like your 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 father was a was a proponent of that and your family life and then also just your upbringing your innate sense to to fix things and to work on things and to help and and that's led you all the way down here and now i might interject and just tell everyone how you and i met um yeah. and, and wanted to shout out to eric swanson and the habitude warrior team because i uh, i had the opportunity there he is <laughs> here right now say hi oh man we were in houston texas at the habitude warrior uh conference the beginning of the habitude warrior legends um right. legends tour and uh, rick denley was one of the speakers and i i had the opportunity and the honor of introducing him and then interviewing him after uh, interviewing you at the after your uh, your speech but one yeah. of the things that touched me the most and and, I, and i'm grateful for eric and making this connection and allowing us to have this moment but one of the things you had talked to me beforehand was you said there's a lady in the audience and you you had you had identified this woman you had a chatted with her and so forth you said there's a lady in the audience who i want to yeah. talk about and bring yeah. her story into connection because of your connection to cancer and yeah. that as a speaker and, and, you know, privately taking notes and thinking, wow, this individual not only cares about the audience itself, 
but the individuals in the seats within he's speaking to. And I yeah, thought this okay. is this this blew me away and it was so touching. I didn't know if you wanted to add to that or not, but I wanted mm-hmm. to just kind of lead in with one of my first impressions with Rick Denley was his conversation mm-hmm. with me saying, hey, when you get a chance, will you hand the microphone to this lady I'm going to pick out who has an experience with cancer? And, and that was a touching moment back there in Houston. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, John. It's true. You know, you get to know on, on a two or three day type of summit like we were on, there's some really, um, there's usually a, a close knit group of people that's in the audience that stays around for everything. We had a book signing one night, which was great. We, we signed these amazing uh, magazines that were put together by, by Brian, right? Who's on this. I see him here. Hi, Brian. And these are fabulous. And some people stayed around and they wanted signatures on them, which was great. But it gives you an opportunity to to understand the people that you're going to be speaking to. And I hadn't taken the stage yet, which was which was a good opportunity. So I spoke with this woman named Kim and she had told me that she had gone through and survived cancer and what it took for her to do that. And I really enjoyed her story. And you get up on stage and you have your story to tell, but at the end of the day, it's about the people that came to see and hear about everybody. And yeah, I had you hand the mic over to her, which was brilliant. And she told her story and what it took for her to get through cancer and where she's at now. And and it's those type of stories that led me to, yeah, create this book here on reinventing yourself because we all have to reinvent ourselves over time because of change that comes our way. And she she was a great speaker and I really appreciated her um, talking about her journey which was great. And, you know, that took a lot out of her, but it was really about, as I mentioned, the people. And that's why we're there to help out. And and it's not just me. Other people have tremendous stories too. It's getting them out there so that other people can grow and know that there's ways to get through these challenges. See, John, there, there's only really two types of change, right? There's a type of change that we decide, like I did three years ago and said, you know what? I'm leaving the corporate world. I think I can help more people out on my own. And that's where my passion lies. So I chased my passion and it's allowed me to meet tremendous amount of people. And so that was a change that I made. The second change I made was to move away from other activities and become a little bit more of a philanthropist and support cancer research. And that's where this this fighting came in. You know, you, you introduced me as an undefeated fighter, which was great. Thank you. It's a hobby, but I did it to raise money and awareness at an event. And that allowed us to help more people as well. Uh, there's a little, there's one picture there. It's going to show you on my card after two. That's from the event itself. Uh, I happen to be in red, just so everybody's aware. Um, <laughs> this is a card that I use interactive during my discussions, as you saw too, to help people understand. And what is it you're going to do to punch through your growth ceiling? Whatever mess, mission, or movement you're on right now, what is it you're going to need to do? And that's what I like to do and talk about. And the book was put together to help people create a blueprint to get to where they want to be to reinvent themselves. Now, I mentioned one type of change that we create. The second type of change is the change that we didn't ask for. It's the one that comes our way even when we have a plan. And we talked about the fact that everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. And I have been punched in the face several times. However... The key is how do you reinvent yourself when that happens? COVID-19 has now put everybody in that position. Nobody saw it. Everybody took the punches in the face and still are. How do we not only acknowledge 
embrace this change, but how do we get out in front of it and lead it? Everything's changed now for good. You and I in our business world has changed. As you mentioned, we met and thank goodness we did. Thank you to Eric Swanson for bringing us together down in Houston. I landed on the Monday after that and everything settled in and that was it. The world has changed forever now. We need to adapt and grow and reinvent ourselves, our businesses, so that we can cope with it and move forward and accelerate. And that's the challenge. So the book's very timely to come out. I hope people give it a read. And more importantly, it helps people. People have got it in their hands now and they're reading it and going, wow, this is helpful because there's exercises within the book to help you clarify your why, how you're going to do it. We talk about mentors and coaches and the importance of them how to choose them correctly. There's quite a bit in there to help people. So yeah, that's what's led to where I'm at now. And I share some of my stories in the book. And fortunately, I have some people close to me that were willing to share their stories as well in second career comebacks, breaking the chain of generational uh, challenges that they've had. And, and another story in there on somebody that became an entrepreneur for not-for-profit to help sick kids. All sorts of great stories of people that reinvented themselves for the better and how they did it. So that's what it was all about. Now, did the uh, did the book is the book a byproduct of your experiences over that last generational change, or was the book actually conceived earlier on in your life as you were like, I need to make the jump and help more people? When, when was the book actually conceived? No, it was more recent for sure. Okay, cool. um, you know, I knew all the way along that I enjoyed helping people and solving issues and problems, but it really came together when I realized that I found a way to reinvent myself on several occasions. Yeah, in the past, but more recently as well, on a personal level, on a career level. And I thought to myself, well, that's something I should share. Maybe that can help other people as well that are on a journey and help them through it. And that's why I started to write the book. You mentioned a couple stories, uh, both entrepreneurial and some of the people that you've mentioned in this book. Uh, is there kind of like a teaser story you'd like to lead us into as, as people were, you know, as I'm leading my audience over there to Amazon to pick up your book or to your website to pick up your book? I'd love to know what, what's a really good um, um, example of, of reinventing yourself that you illustrated either in the book or that you're seeing today as we have to adjust to COVID-19. Yeah, good one. That's a very good point. You know, I'll choose a business-related one. Back in the uh, years of 2008 and 2009, that was the first time that I left the corporate world and I went out and I joined an organization to become the general manager, the president, and bought into it as well for ownership. 2008, 2009 weren't great years. And I did this just before we had the massive downturn in the economy and into a recession as well. I needed to reinvent my leadership skills and I needed to reinvent the way that the company operated so that it could survive very difficult times, very similar to what we're in now. And what I learned during that time was some of the characteristics that are necessary. You know, some of the stepping stones that you need in yourself to build up so that you have the capabilities to lead others, including yourself, through tremendous change. And that is reinventing yourself. So that was one experience that the readers can read about in the book from a... Uh, business standpoint. I love that. And I think that that's, I, I love how uh, concise the information you provide because it just makes us want to go and read more. Um, just, I mean, we've still got quite a few minutes here left, but I, 
what, what, where would you advise people to go to grab your book? Where would they be able to find it, find more about you? Um, sure. I believe it's uh, rickdenley.com, but is, are there any other places? Yeah. No, I mean, that's your one main place uh, to find information is on my website where they can purchase a book. You can also purchase it on Amazon. It did become an Amazon number one bestseller. So thank you to everybody that uh, bought it within a certain time frame to make it that. I appreciate it. So Amazon or my website, you can pick up the book. Further information or if you'd like to follow me is on social media. You can look up on LinkedIn where I'm strong there. But also on Instagram, Denley Rick, you'll find me. And you can follow along with my daily postings of information. On my website, I post recent articles that are important to people so that they can be reading up and staying current on information that helps them in many different ways as well. Piping that in here in the comments section. Fantastic. And thanks for telling them how they could get a hold of you because I think that that's that's incredibly important for uh, a lot of my listeners because a lot of what we talk about on this show and a lot about the discussions that we have, yeah, it, we, we've been dancing around the terminology reinventing yourselves, not because we don't want to say it, but because we just didn't come up with it. And I love the fact that that's the terminology you used in this scenario because yeah. we, we, we go through a lot of books and a lot of concepts and a lot of information that people have provided. And, and one of the things that I have always, um, and, and this is relevant to training for boxing, but as an athlete, I've learned that resistance training is one of the best ways to condition your mind, your strength mm -hmm. and your life, because right. anytime you push against, you know, the resistance in your life, you end right. up finding yourself breaking beyond new barriers. Would you like to touch a little bit about resistance training and then how that entails into yeah. uh, reinventing yourself? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great, great point that you make. And John, I know you've done some boxing too, so you're familiar with a lot of that. <laughs> Now listen, I took on this challenge and this was about a year and a half ago now and had to train for eight months before even stepping in the ring for my first fight. And it was interesting because I thought I was in pretty good shape until I hit the boxing gym. And the conditioning that it takes to be in shape to be a fighter is absolutely incredible. And even then, after a couple months of training, you plateau. Mm -hmm. Okay, And it's not a lot different to the situation we're in right now with COVID-19. Everybody, by the way, has done a really good job adjusting to this. This is not easy mentally or physically. So I want to applaud the audience. Yeah. Great job doing that so far. But now, guess what? Now we've plateaued. We're there and we're making do. But just like I had to do in my physical fitness to become a fighter before I stepped in the ring, we have to go again. We have to go again. We got to work harder again. We have to change things so that we go to the next level. And that is what it takes now. As we come back out of this COVID as well, it's not going to be the same it was. It's not business as usual. Everything has changed. How are we going to change? And it's not small incremental changes that we need to make. These are big changes. And that's why I called it reinventing yourself. It's a reinvention. It's not just, oh, I'm going to tweak a little bit here, change a little bit there. No, that won't work, especially when you go after a huge goal. You have to reinvent the way that you think and the way that you act. Now, the thinking part you mentioned, the mental portion is huge in this. We actually can, and research has shown this, and you'll read about it in the book briefly. I don't get too technical, but we can rewire the brain. The brain is so wired upon habit, we can change habits. Now, each time we change a habit, no matter how small, the brain gets better at understanding, adapting, and embracing to change. So in, in there, I have a lot of exercises for people throughout the book, too, and I don't mean physical ones per se. Here's one. See this? Take your watch. 
Take, take it off the wrist that you have it on now. Wear it every day. Put it on the other one. Put it over here. Let's see how long it takes John to do this. <laughs> and now look, look, not too good at it, are you? No. Coordinated, like it's the first time you've ever done it. <laughs> now, what I want you to do and I want our, our viewers to do as well, start wearing that watch, okay? Can't see mine there. Wear that watch on the opposite wrist. Put it on the opposite wrist every morning for a week and see what happens. Here's what will happen. First off, it'll be very awkward at the beginning, right? And then and it's very difficult to do, and you're going to drop it. You're probably going to curse a couple times. Why am I doing this? This is a pain. Then you'll go to look at your watch and go, huh, oh, shoot, it's over here now. <laughs> Every time you do it, because we know change, right? Difficult, messy in the middle, and then it's great. By the end of that week, what you'll have done is rewired your brain to understand that change isn't so bad. I can do change. And every time you do some sort of change, your brain gets better at it. So practice it. It's just like at the gym. When we're working on our one-twos and we're boxing and we're learning to do that, it then becomes muscle memory, right? And we get better at it and it's less effort. That will help you reinvent yourself going forward because I hate to tell you people, but this isn't the only reinvention you're going to have. It might not be COVID next time. It might be something else, but change comes our way. The better we are at reinventing ourselves quickly and adapting to it, the happier we will be in our lives. You know, the I love that example, by the way. And the Wall Street Journal put out an article yesterday interviewing 10 in, uh, entrepreneurial individuals and asking them what they loved and hated about being entrepreneurs. And one of the biggest things that was on the what they love side of being successful entrepreneurs was the fact that there was constant change in their environment. And I yeah. think that just alludes to the fact that that we obviously need to learn and adapt to change, but also to be willing to accept it and push through it. Now that I have this on my right arm, I'm going to yeah. go about my day and I'm probably going to look at this arm and go, oh, wait, that was dumb and keep right. looking at it. And But I, I absolutely love that. So as we kind of... um wrap up our conversation discussion here. I have two questions I love to ask on this show. This is sure. what we kind of build out to be. And since it's the circle of knowledge, yeah. um, uh, thinking about what golden nugget of knowledge as, as our listeners are getting your book, as they're reading the stories and as they're deciding in their life where they're going to start reinventing themselves, you showed a great example. What's one piece of knowledge or advice you would like to give to our listeners as they begin this journey of reinventing themselves? Okay, good. Good point. I'm glad that you brought it up. Everybody at every level, no matter where they're at, anytime you take on a new challenge, you should seek out a mentor or a coach. Whether you've had 30 years experience at it like I have or whether you're brand new like I was at boxing. I wouldn't have made it to the ring and been successful in my fight if I didn't have great coaching and great mentors. In the book, there's a chapter on choosing good mentors and coaches. That's vital to everybody if you're going to be successful. Leave your ego aside. Yes, you're good at things and you've had good experiences, which is great. But if you want to get to reinventing yourself to the highest level possible, to punch through your growth ceilings and any barriers that are in your way, get a mentor and coach. Listen, for the most part, you would have done it already if you could do it yourself, right? So get a mentor and coach that's been there, done that, and you will increase your chances of being successful tenfold. And I love how intuitive Rick is because 
literally, I, I feel like we could have answered that question a hundred different times in a hundred different ways. We've already covered, you know, things you can do to start, but get a coach and get a, and, and get somebody who can help you with that accountability factor. By the way, do you, do you provide coaching? Do you provide um, that type of consulting or is that something aside from what you're doing now? No, I do now. Uh, I do individual coaching as well as organizational coaching for direction. And I help people meet their goal. And one of the first steps is deciding what is your goal. Let's clarify that why extremely well before we move forward. So I do help individuals get to where they want to be. And we use this book here, the Reinvent Yourself book, as a blueprint to do that. Amazing. That's awesome. And, and the reason why I said intuitive earlier is because the final question I love asking on this show is to challenge my listeners, challenge everyone in our audience, challenge to something. And let's let's create a challenge. I mean, whether it's changing your watch over to the other hand yeah. or go yeah. and research a coach, go to rickdenley.com and look into what he can provide you and how you can use the, the book and the blueprint working yeah. with Rick to, to do that. But what's a challenge that we can issue to our listeners in this audience right now that will help them begin that path that will help them experience and just struggle and to begin the process of reinventing themselves okay great here's what i want you to do and it's one of the exercises in the book as well all right i want you to write down why you're reinventing yourself why are you taking on these challenges what are the reasons behind it and i want you to be crystal clear so that i could take that letter and when I'm finished reading it, I would fully understand why you're doing it and put your reasons into it. Put your passion into it as well. Why are you doing this? As if you're convincing other people that this is the right thing for you to do when really what you're doing is convincing yourself. Once you've convinced yourself, convincing others and getting them on board and communicating that on a regular basis will become much easier. And that's important to do going forward. Why are you taking this massive change? Why are you doing what you're doing to reinvent yourself? Awesome. That, that, that's, that was the perfect answer to uh, wrap up this conversation and this discussion. So again, to my listeners, uh, I, I love these opportunities to meet and experience and to discuss really great cool concepts and observations from really cool people like Rick Denley. And I've had such a fun experience working with him and I appreciate you taking your time today to come on and chat with us a little bit about your book and to point people in the direction of going and picking up that book. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show with your viewers as well. It was, it was so great to meet you over a month ago now and looking forward to getting back out there and meeting with the people and working with them as well. And yourself. Thanks, John. You're welcome. And speaking of, and speaking of um, the the how we met, piece of all this entire story to kind of wrap things up. I wanted to surprise you with a good friend who is reinventing all of us, Mister Eric Swanson. <laughs> what up? Reinvent me, man. Reinvent me. This is my name tag. This is my name tag right here. This is what I do. I go into I go into places, networking, um, in my kitchen, in my living room, and my my uh, hallway. And uh, I wear this as a name tag. I'm like, people are like, what's your name? I go, reinvent me. That's my name. What's up, guys? Good to see you. Good to see you. Rick, man, congratulations, buddy. I, I just, I, I appreciate you and, and all you're doing. Can you hear me up there? And, yeah, I can. I can see what you're you. doing, man. Like, dude, I just want to reach out and, and touch someone. And uh, and you're kicking butt, brother. And I appreciate you. you. And and I'm on I'm on the, another call with Russell Brunson from Click uh, Funnels. So I got to jump over there. But you guys are amazing, and I just wanted to say hi, and uh, and that's what I got for you. Thanks for bringing us together, Eric. 
Yeah, man, you guys are all. Hey, what's up, John? Hey, uh, Rick. Hey, John. Hey, Rick. Hey, John. Hey, Rick. Am I doing that right? Did I do that right? Yes. Nice, buddy. Keep your hands up. All right. Somebody wants to say hi. Somebody wants to. I've got. You know, uh, it's interesting. You do the punch theory. I've got yeah. boxers. Come here. Come on up. Yeah. Yeah, you got boxers. I should have had a boxer. I don't know where my dog Rusty is. He's not here right now. Here's my boxer, man. Check it out. You're like a cute boy. He's so <laughs> cute. Oh, I love this doggy. His name's Samuel. Samuel. Nice. And the other dog is named. Did you say hi? Look over here. Say hi. My other dog's name is Jackson. So I have Samuel and Jackson. Good nice. boy. Go, go chase that poodle next door. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, the French one. Always Mac good to see you, Eric. Thanks the for French, the French one. The other one's Mexican. That's a Chihuahua. Go get the French one. She's the other one. <laughs> Sorry. So it's nothing about Mexican. Nothing wrong with Mexicans. I'm just saying. She like he wants to learn. French. She doesn't want to learn Spanish. He's like, look, enough tacos. I want, I want croissants. That's what's going on here. So, so guys, you're you're amazing. I just wanted to say uh, congratulations on all your success. Um, you, you you're reinventing the world, man. Oh, reinventing the world. Wow. Next book title. That's a task. Thanks, Love Eric. It. You introduced us, and and you introduced me to a lot of great people as well. Thank you. Awesome, man. Thanks. I just want to stop by. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks John. Eric. Nice to meet you. You seem like a nice guy. And uh, and and Rick, you're the best. Talk to you guys later. Rock and roll. Woo! Thanks, Eric. Well, that was a great surprise. Yeah, Eric's a wonderful <laughs> person. He puts on a, a you know, great summit and things as well and introduced me to so many tremendous people, including yourself, John. So I'm very grateful for that. And I know that we'll continue that virtually for a while, and then we'll get back in person eventually. Hey, you know, the second that the doors open and the gates are available, uh, uh, let's plan a trip to Toronto. I'd love to come up there and see you, and, and that would be fantastic. Um, when I, I ordered uh, right before this call, I ordered my physical copy. I've got a uh, really? uh, the the day we the day you became a bestseller. I I got my virtual copy, but I I'm ready for the physical copy now. So I can't wait to get that, and I'll take a picture and show you when it arrives. But can't wait to uh, can't wait to read the physical pages of the stuff you created. Terrific. If if uh, your viewers just want a little snapshot of it as well, they can go to Amazon and do the look inside. There's something there. If they head over to my website, www.rickdenley.com and subscribe, I'll send them out the first chapter. That's fantastic. Well, thank you for that offer. Thank you for that gift. And thank you for sharing your knowledge. And and, and honestly, Rick, I appreciate the conversations. And um, if we can do this again, just reach out to me and I'll reach out to you too. Happy to promote, happy to connect you. And then also with my audience, if you guys have any questions, would like to get in touch with uh, Rick personally, uh, reach out to him on social media. And he's a great, that's a great place to get a hold of him. And uh, Rick, this is awesome. Let's go do this, man. Let's, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me, John. Be well. Okay, we'll talk soon. Awesome, awesome. Well, I just, I'm so pumped and I'm so excited about the conversations I get to have with some of the coolest people. And again, you know, it, I, I bring Eric on here because it's so powerful to just remember where you come from and and who you've who you've met and how you've met them. I'm in the business of building relationships and we train and teach people how to build strategic relationships and strategic partnerships. And the way you do that is you, you level with people. And, and I told you my story about meeting with, uh, with Rick for the first time and, and how he, he absolutely blew me away and touched me the first time because he, he had an interest in the audience members 
as well as the overall message that was going to be touching the audience. And there's a difference because as speakers, we're, we're interested in a several things where we have our message, we have our presentation. And the second we get on stage, it's gauging the room, it's capturing them, it's wanting to be in their world and to influence them in some way. But when you're in like a two, three day conference, the one like we were in, you have the opportunity to meet people, to sit down to one-on-one, to really face and level up with people. And he did that. And it was, it blew me away. Incredible, incredible, incredible. And I, and I love that because I believe, I personally believe in my philosophy and the, uh, the information that I, I too, uh, uh, sure regurgitate out every day is that it's important for us to see people as people. Now I'm reinventing myself in the, in the, in the form of sales. I've spent the last three weeks studying sales. I've consulted one of my um, mentors and quite a few other people in sales because uh, I was under the impression that things had to change because COVID-19. But I love how Rick said it and he said it best. You've got to pivot. You've got to fix. You've got to change and reinvent. And I love that because um, a lot of the core principles of sales and marketing and advertising and communication, none of them changed when, when, when COVID-19 struck. But what did change was our attitude and the habits that we put in play, as well as just the tactics. But the objective, the strategy, still the same. And how you help, how you serve, how you connect with people, and how you build relationships. And a lot of people forget that. A lot of people forget that a lot of what we need to do in this time is to reach out and serve one another. And then as we spend more time serving one another, providing value in the way that leads to action, that you create so much more than just just activity, just charity and so forth. And I love that and appreciate that. So as we begin and continue to develop this this, uh, dialogue of building relationships at a strategic level, I mean the kinds of relationships that actually get you paid, the relationships that lead to prosperous and profitable relationships like business partnerships, uh, affiliate memberships and partnerships, um, anything in in regards to building building entire uh, circles of influence um, by the by the way of of Facebook communities. I was on a call just yesterday with a good friend and this friend's been on the show before and we were talking about how to influence people during times of COVID and it became extremely clear to me that there are people who have already built communities and built uh, um, built circles around them, circles of influence. And what I'm talking about is their networks, right? That's that's the archaic word that I'm going back to. I love the word network, but it's so overused. So I've been avoiding it, but it's unavoidable. Network is the word. And you see the word network associates with who you know. And as I realized that there are people that have access to networks that I don't know, and I am going to spend hours upon hours rebuilding networks if I try to build people around particular uh, particular interests and so forth. I wanted to highlight uh, Rick's comment below. He says, thanks for having me on the show. 
I, I appreciate you, Rick. And shout out to you, man. I can't wait till the next time we can hang out. Um, he did mention, by the way, on the show that he says, I know, John, you've been boxing. And it's funny because it's kind of like this thing I never tell people. I've never boxed in my life except for boxed my brother once in our childhood. Um, and, and that was a funny story. But but I, I allude to the fact that I've been an, I've been an athlete my entire life and I've been in athletics. And uh, I actually use boxing references a lot. So it actually puts me in this little um, – puts me in this little corner that people think that I may have boxed. So to set the record straight, I've never boxed, but I love it because I portray that in some of the things that I do. You know, this this awesome mug, and maybe it's my broken nose. If you guys haven't ever noticed, I actually grow <laughs> – here I go. I, I went on a tangent, ADHD, but I actually um, – here it is. <clears throat> I grow this eyebrow out just a little bit more to straighten my face up because if I pull away – Oh, here we go. If I pull away this, you oh, there we go. Straighten my head. You will notice that my nose is crooked, and the reason is is not because of a boxing match, but because of a basketball match. <laughs> Hitting the face way too many times. Yeah, putting up some fists or ball thrown at my face, um, but I've broken my nose and it is not straight. So I uh, I reinvent my face. <laughs> There you go. Anyways, back to the topic of building relationships. I, I just want to finish off today's hour and share with you guys the importance of aligning with real people. And as I recognize that other people have built relationships and have built communities and networks around them, it's it's now imperative to become an influencer, not by having thousands of <coughs> – excuse me – by having thousands of followers yourself, I'm going to take a swig of water here. <clears throat> and because of that broken nose, I have open sinus and, and stuff. So <laughs> I have I have a residual drip. But um, as as you build these, as you go to other circles, you recognize that the in, the the definition of influencer is no longer thousands of followers, and you can push products and sell them. The definition of influence and influencers is how you can infiltrate, build respect and relationships with other circles and build in those communities. Now, I love that because the opportunity that we have using Facebook, using LinkedIn, using other opportunities and other, and other uh, resources and platforms is amazing. There's some pretty cool stuff that you can achieve just by building relationships. And uh, that's what I wanted to end today's discussions with today. I thank you for joining us on the uh, Circle of Knowledge podcast, this live hour with myself, John Kowatch Jr. This is an Amplified Minds production. I'm founder of the Champion Circle. And we had a great, great conversation with Rick Denley about his book, Reinventing Yourself. So go check it out. I don't get any commissions or anything. It's just an incredible book. It's an awesome, awesome deal. And I think you guys should check it out because it could be the thing that helps you make it to the next level, to push yourself, to push the needle in your life. And uh, that I truly respect and love and I appreciate. So again, thanks Eric Swanson for jumping on the show today. He connected us through his conference, the Habitude Warrior Conference, which is an awesome, awesome place um, for everyone to build relationships with really, really important people, focusing on habits and attitudes and where you can, you can start to reinvent yourself as well. 
Thank you for joining me on the show today. This has been awesome. I look forward to the next one. By the way, you can find us on any podcast channel, including iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play, Spotify, and uh, a various assortment of other ones that I don't even touch. But we we build our podcast straight from anchor.fm or the Anchor app, A-N-C-H-O-R. And uh, Anchor has been super awesome to work with. They uh, they distribute all of our podcasts for us, and they also also help us record advertisements, which helps us get paid. So we're able to continue to produce this content and to bring really, really great people. And a lot of the payment of the advertisement money we make goes towards gifts and buying some of the books that we can uh, read and talk about and delve deeper into onto the show. So just know that we're not just like making millions here off of your your revenues of watching our ads or, or listening to our ads. No, we actually use the money so that we can delve deeper into. And I, I, I've used that word a lot, by the way. I just caught myself using it, um, delve. I need to find a better or more interesting word. I've been using it a lot. I've noticed the last three days I've, I've said it on the air. So I'm just calling myself out here and saying that word I use a lot, but we've been going deeper into the discussions of uh, each of these books to chatting with these, uh, with these authors, these speakers, these motivators, and these mentors. So um, this has been awesome. If you have any questions for me, please send me a direct message or tag me in the comments section. I am pleased and honored to answer any of your questions. By the way, if you have interest, if you are a writer, an author, a speaker, a mentor, and you would like to be featured on the Circle of Knowledge or you'd like to be featured on one of my live hours, uh, you can you can click on the link. I'll post it in the comments section here. But in the comments section, you will see a Calendly link that says sign up to become um, an interviewee of the Circle of Knowledge. And it takes you through a series of questions and it'll book your time. And uh, if that's of interest to you, we can get together and collaborate. So I'll be posting that. It's going to be amcircleofknowledge.com slash uh, 60 minutes. Cool. Anywho, uh, that's going to be in the comment section or in the uh, place where you will see in the uh, top of the post. So if you have any questions, please just let me know and we will get back to you as soon as possible. Okay. Looking forward to it all. Appreciate you all. And thanks for joining us today.